Hello everyone, I'm back at you with a new quote that shapes my worldview. And today's quote goes like this. Before we get into today's topic, if you enjoy my content, then please do consider making a donation. Donations are always appreciated. Your support will allow me to be independent and be motivated to produce for you full time. Another good way to support me is by signing up for my newsletter cmhostak.substack.com. The links to all that will be in the description or you can find it on my website, www.cmhostak.com. Thank you. Let's get back to the show. Quote, if you want to know who controls you, look at who you are not allowed to criticize, end quote. Voltaire. V-O-L-T-A-I-N. R-E. I pronounce that Voltaire. So when we think about this quote, we recognize a power dynamic between us and people we fear to criticize. People we believe that if we call them out on their wrongdoings, hypocrisy, or what have you, we believe that they have the power to make our quality of life a lot worse than it should be. And typically, this will be through them feeling uncomfortable or unsafe. They're worried for someone else's comfort. They're worried for someone else's safety because they fear what the truth will do to them. They might even try to say that your perspective is invalid because it's not backed by their experts of some sort. This somewhat touches on, if not entirely, one of the quotes earlier in the series where I talked about, quote, when you're offended, that's your problem, end quote, who I believe George Carlin originally said that. Drama queens and drama kings, right? Drama queens and drama kings. So I talked about in that episode that drama kings and drama queens will go out of your way to make your life miserable by meddling in your business and justifying it through morality. Well, this is very much similar to that, but also on quite a different level. So let's say you're in a profession and you have someone above you, and you know that if you criticize them, they could alter your life in many ways through payment Submission, as in having um, extra duties than you should. Lowering your status to where you have a different position. And if you mess up enough while trying to adjust to it, you could get fired. And it will affect your livelihood in many different ways. Speaking not exclusively, but in this example to a profession. So say you're a teenager and you critically think or say you don't critically think and you know you've been ethically wronged in some way by your parents your parental guardians of some sort whether they're biological or not and you know that if you call them out on it and try to set up healthy boundaries they will absolutely punish you in various ways um ethically or unethically legally or illegally to the point where you have to submit or otherwise find a different home of some sort or any other variable, right? Any other sort of options. We will see this 
situation throughout different parts of our lives, whether we are growing up in the world, being teenagers and trying to sort out what we are independently able to do and what we're not. We will uh, end up having to answer to somebody. And it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the richest person in the world and you have to answer to somebody. And more often than not, that will be your employees, customers, and a variety of other people. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk. doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates. It doesn't matter if you're Jeff Bezos. doesn't matter if you're Will Smith. You have somebody to answer to. It could be your booking talent agent. It could be the people you're interviewing on your show. It could be... A variety of things because at some point we have to have transactional relationships with people to have successful lives in society unless we are to obtain survival skills necessary to live on the outskirts of society perhaps in uncharted territory live off grid and be comfortable in isolation where we will either become a beast or a god, according to Aristotle. Aristotle said something like, he who is able to live in solitude is either a beast or a god. He said something like that. And for the people who are absolutely done with humanity and society, uh, survivalism and living off-grid is totally the option for you, unless you're willing to come around to philanthropy and forgive people for their mishaps and their programmability, I will say, where they're able to be brainwashed. And do your part to educate people or re-educate people and uh, remind people their humility. And the problem with reminding people their humility is that we're often going to be uh, scapegoated for it. We're often going to be attacked for it in some way because, and at least in American society or Western society, we the, the truth is under attack. Reality is under attack. Where if we think critically and it goes against the ethics of multiple or even just one group of people, that group of people or multiple group of people will not favor us. In fact, they will demonize us and dehumanize us. And it's very easy to see why a lot of critical thinkers, let alone uh, people with high intelligence, become misanthropic throughout time and very much uh, romanticize their melancholic solitude. Because your average person is obtaining their worldview through the TV. Whether it's in one way, through the news, or multiple ways. Through the news, or perhaps just a lot of different kinds of entertainment and different things on TV. Or maybe it's the radio, or maybe it's some other device. Maybe it's social media, what have you. I don't believe that this is to give license or to be an excuse to be misanthropic. I believe that even if you romanticize your melancholic solitude, you otherwise should uh, recognize that uh, everybody, whether they're as intelligent of you, more intelligent than you, or less intelligent than you, may be able to be, may be able to critically think. And it's about being tactful and seed planting through kindness, 
setting an example through what you do. And nonetheless, when we fear that criticizing somebody would otherwise alter our quality of life in dramatically negative ways, we know who has power over us. When we look at the West, especially American society, we see that we live in a pseudo-matriarchy. It's not necessarily official, though if you want some analytical proof, the birth rate is going down and marriage rates are going down, divorce is going up, and that um, there's more women than men on the planet, we see that we're headed towards an official matriarchy. Women are not necessarily held accountable in American society. When they make a false accusation of rape and ruin a man's life, that not all of them necessarily get jail time or any sort of punishment. And so when you're a cisgendered straight white male or some sort of male, you realize that you're not allowed to criticize women or the LGBTQ community. LGBTQ plus or whatever the fuck. We see that uh, woke culture with SJWs, social justice warriors. Um, we have to be very careful. And that's why you'll see a lot of troll accounts with Pepe or whatever meme uh, profile photo and fake alias, that's not a real name, will post their commentary, whether it's on YouTube or any other social media like Twitter or whatever you have, um, you'll see that they they need to hide who they are to protect their livelihood. For me, I go by my real name on my real face, not because I'm holier than thou or anything, but because I'm simply in a position to share what I really think about the world. And I'm willing to be tactful about it. Now, if you were to place me where I'm not in a position with my real name and face to talk about what I really think about the world, I would uh, arguably and probably create uh, a non-account, um, a sock account, they call it, I think, where it's not my real face, it's not my real name, and I share my real views in very much untactful ways. So... There's two different kinds of warriors in today's Western culture. People who are anonymous and people who are not anonymous, where they're in a position where they can show what they think. Now, I'm willing to gamble and create a problem for myself uh, where I share what I really think about the world. And like I said in the politics episode of my Worldview podcast, that I believe that SJWs and feminists and leftists in general are very much unhappy. And that's why they believe what they believe and double down on it. And just like I also mentioned in that episode, I believe that conservatives will lose the war, the civil war against these people. Um, it's not so much about them being outnumbered, but rather that um, conservatives in general um, don't understand the degree of power that leftists have, whether they're outnumbered or not. And that uh, the federal government can wipe them out with impunity, depending who's in power. 
And like I said, I'm not conservative or liberal or leftist or rightist. I'm just simply somebody who has examined uh, certain world problems and have presented my ideas of what I think is better than what we have now. Not to say that I have the answers or a monopoly on the truth. I just present what I think and I'm willing to be wrong about it. And just like everything on my podcast, I'm willing to be wrong about it. I say what I think, whether it's right or wrong, and I make the best sense of it that I can. And so long as I'm proven indisputably, or at least beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I'm wrong about certain things, I will own up to it. And so forth. Um, I encourage people who disagree with me or agree with me to email me. I would love to have a conversation about the things I've posted and uh, do the best I can to course correct or even double down on things that I think are absolutely true. And as I'm a human being and absolutely uh, fallible and imperfect, I don't expect that I got everything right. I just believe that, at least on an empirical level or even a personal level, like anecdotal, I believe I got a few things right, at least in generalization. And perhaps uh, more than that. Though um, I am open-minded to see different cases. So I'm not necessarily afraid of what's going to happen to me uh, with my real name and face out there. I'm not necessarily afraid of what's going to disagree or counter my opinion in any sort of way, whether it's ethical or unethical, cancel culture, etc. Uh, which I do believe uh, cancel culture is unethical. I believe that um, I can recover from anything, and I believe that there will be people who support uh, my ideals of kindness, truth, humility, excellence, family, etc. And I do believe that there are things I can correct about those things, uh, categorically speaking. Furthermore, um, when it comes to not recovering, um, there, there, there's always a way out for me with situations. I always got contingency plan with things. So, nonetheless, I don't have a sock account of any kind. I, 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 I simply just collect information and sort out what I think about it through deduction, reduction, abduction, what, what have you. I'm always deconstructing and rebuilding uh, information I come across. <clears throat> that's why I'm not too outspoken about most of the things I talk about. I just show my conclusions, and if I'm wrong about them, I correct them on whatever aspects they are. And nonetheless, I believe that no matter who you are, there's always going to be someone you answer to. And I believe that uh, we have a duty to choose what is going to allow us to stand on principle and what is going to allow us a better quality of life. And sometimes we have to do either or facing a lesser quality of life. So this might be a differentiation in pragmatist and moralist. A pragmatist might abandon principle. A pragmatist might um pretend to be submissive and move forward with their lives to do more activism while a moralist may um, double down on things they are right or wrong about and be willing to face the backlash of their quality of life 
Um, I personally believe that the two are not necessarily mutually exclusive, thanks to my mentor, Drew, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast. Uh, so for me, um, in the aspect of differentiation between pragmatism and moralist, um, I'm not really sure where I lie, to tell you the truth, because I'm super careful about what I have to say. I'm super careful about what I have to post. And uh, I correct things that need to be corrected throughout time. I don't treat my podcast or newsletter or anything like a time capsule. I'm willing to come back and correct things and re-upload as deemed necessary. Um, not simply to cover my ass, but rather to um, perfect, in a sense, figuratively, uh, things I've said. And that... I'm simply hitting the launch button as of January 7th, 2020. Uh, so I record my ideas, and then I post them, and then I I keep posting more ideas, and I review them over time and correct certain things and make sure that there's as little issues as possible. So when it comes to... What is the recourse to dealing with someone you believe you can't criticize and they have power over you. What is the recourse to this? Well, I'm of course, it's circumstantial and contextual. Though I would like to say that um, creating distance between you and this person would be a great idea. And finding the timing and placing, as in knowing your audience and who can see what you say and obtain it, uh, would be very vital to this situation, assuming you value truth over status, right? And I'm not trying to say that the two are mutual exclusive, mutual exclusive necessarily. I'm just trying to say that when you're in a predicament that uh, the truth is not aligning with someone above you and they can make your life a living healthy to the truth, I would advise you to um, create distance. And uh, find a way, whether it's through a sock account, slash a non-account, or whatever, and be able to uh, pr propagate the truth in reality, at least according to you, in a way that would not harm you otherwise. Or perhaps leave your position. Uh, whatever might be safest for you, I, I highly recommend uh, so, like I said, no matter who you are or where you're at, there's always going to be somebody you answer to. And do you, uh, the secondary place of advice would be that, or at least insight, if not advice, is that you create an environment where the people you answer to can handle the truth that you want to present to the world or at least to them, or yourself. So, that's that's my insight for activism. That's my insight for people who want to shape the world into a more honest and ethical um, entity. That's all I have to say for now. <laughs>